twice? Three times, but one of those times, I was a clone, so it doesn't really count. What's Dracula really like? Good guy, once you get past the creep vibe. I read on the internet that you have telekinesis. Can you move this pencil? Jan rolled it forward. The interviewers stared at it, expecting it to dance. I had telekinesis for about a week, said Connie. I don't see how that's relevant. Frowning, Jan took back her pencil. I can see I've wasted your time. Connie stood up. Wait, Miss Verity? Miss Smythe, we might have a position available for you. Really? Tom smiled. Yes, in fact, I can think of the perfect use for someone with your skills. Connie shook her head. I'm trying not to do that kind of stuff anymore. He chuckled. Oh, Miss Smythe, I'm not talking about any of your more colorful talents, although I'm certain those will come in handy eventually. No, we have an opening in the mailroom. Or would that be a problem? No, not at all. She shook their hands. You won't regret this, I promise. I'm sure we won't. Since you're here, why don't Jan and I go down with you and introduce you to the team? Now? Why not? Connie said. Sure, but can we downplay the stuff? I don't like to talk about it that much. Jan and Tom smiled and nodded. We understand. It'll be just between us. It wouldn't be. It never was. Jan and Tom were certain to tell someone about meeting the amazing Constance Verity, and by day's end, everyone would know. Connie just hoped nobody would make a big deal about it. On the elevator ride to the basement, Jan and Tom flanked her. They smiled and bobbed their heads along to the Muzak. They were brimming with more questions. But to their credit, they didn't ask them. Maybe this would work out after all. The elevator doors opened. The mailroom was a big, empty chamber where a dozen robed figures stood around a yawning chasm reaching deep into the foundation and beyond. Connie groaned. Ah, oh, shit. Tom pressed a ceremonial dagger against her back. If you would be so kind, Ms. Verity. She stepped out of the elevator, and the cultists all turned toward her. I just wanted a job, she said. Is that too much to ask? Ah, oh, but we have a most important job for you, said Jan. You will feed the hungry earth. What greater honor is there? Pension matching, she suggested. Four weeks vacation a year? They pushed her to the edge of the pit. At its distant bottom, a ring of giant teeth gnashed. A dozen tongues writhed. I must say you're taking this very well, said Jan. You don't think this is my first time on the sacrificial altar, do you? I've been offered up to dark gods and cosmic horrors more times than I've been to the dentist. And dental hygiene is very important to me. Ah, yes, Miss Verity, 
said Tom. But the difference here is that you are all alone. No one is here to save you. What makes you think I need to be saved? Come now, Miss Verity. Even someone of your reputation for harrowing escapes can see you're at our mercy. This building is secure. There will be no last-minute arrival of the cavalry. First of all, you can stop using my name so much. Why do bad guys do that? It isn't dramatic. It's just repetitive. Secondly, what do you possibly hope to accomplish by feeding me to this thing? You don't think it cares about one little speck of flesh. It's a big, dumb thing. It's like expecting a whale to be grateful because you tossed it a potato chip. The cultists gasped collectively with such precision, they must have rehearsed it in advance. You dare.